Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. When I was like probably like 7 or 8, I wanted to become a writer. Mm-hmm. Then I wanted to become a rapper. Mm-hmm. Then I just wanted to make money. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Raphael Sofaluk, founder and CEO of the UK Black Business Show and the UK Black Business Week. And I'm Opiemi Sofaluk, co-author of Twice as Hard, and also working in diversity, equity, and inclusion in one of the largest tech companies in the world. This is Twice as Hard, the podcast. The essential guide where we share tips to tool you up to succeed in the world of work and business. Today's affirmation is never let someone else's opinion of you become your reality. So I I'll, I'll tell the story. Um will you tell the story? I'll tell the story. Okay. So in in 2019, one of the first things I wanted to do when I was like probably like 7 or 8, I wanted to become a writer. I wanted to with all everything that I was doing with the UK Black Business Show our slogan is to inspire and connect mm-hmm. um so everything I'm going to do is to inspire and connect black business owners and professionals so I pitched that idea to my agent I was just talking about you know writing a book for black entrepreneurs and professionals but it was just like a really kind of basic idea mm-hmm. who gave you that feedback babe he did and you yeah both of you did um <laughs> so <laughs> You did first, of course. But I, I still went and t- pitched it to him. I told you. <laughs> so I p- <laughs> it's okay. Pitched it to him. He was like, "It's not going to work." He was very blunt yeah. with me, actually. Knowing Oscar, you know how mm-hmm, he is. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So he's like, "It's not going to work." I was like, "Okay, cool." It's just like go back to the drawing board, think about it. Yeah. So I went back. Obviously, We're went home. A conversation. Speaking to my wonderful wife, you, That's me. PME. Yes. Um, <laughs> And yeah, we were just kind of talking about our experiences in the working world mm-hmm. and actually kind of growing on that, you know, motivational quotes from all the different entrepreneurs and actually saying, let's speak to them, get their stories. And then we were just speaking and we were just discussing, actually, the experience of, you know, a black man at work is mm-hmm. completely different to a black woman. Mm-hmm. So it just made sense for us to do it together. Yeah. Um I was very much in the entrepreneurial field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You was in the corporate, you mm-hmm. know, environment as a professional. So you had so much that you could put into the book. Mm-hmm. I had so much I could put into the book. It made sense, right? And even if, I I keep on saying it, even if I wasn't married to you, you would be a great person to do this book with. Oh, thank you. Yeah, 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 you'd be a great cuz you just you're perfect like leading in diversity and inclusion at at your company. It was interesting the writing process wasn't it? Mm. It's funny cuz Raf and I like we're quite different. Mm. Raf would get really excited about things and I'm the kind of person to not get excited until it comes until I can see like the physical manifestation yeah, of it yeah, in my yeah. hand I'm like right let me just keep cool and calm. Mm-hmm. Um so Raf would you know get really excited like yeah we got a book deal we got a book deal. Um and I was like yeah yeah we do <laughs> but we got to write this book though. <laughs> 
I legit was pulling all nighters on a regular basis Mm. because during the day I had a two year old and a newborn to Mm -hmm. kind of entertain. Sure. Um, And then Raph, of course, was working. Mm. The whole experience was just crazy. Mm. When when you put it into perspective, Mm -hmm. so we're writing a book for black entrepreneurs and professionals in 2020 with all the madness that went on. Yeah, with, with, that first of all, with the, like, the, the, the third murder of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, Brianna Taylor as well. Brianna Taylor. Um, Ahmaud Aubrey. So it was so much stuff that was yeah. just really triggering. And you're like, you're writing it like you want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. But, you know, history has kind of shown this stuff has been going on for years. For years and, yeah. um, and you're trying to write this book to empower people. And it's just like all of this stuff around you is telling you that like it's constantly happening like Mm. when will it stop so that was kind of one view which I kind of had in my mind while I was writing it of course kind of the juggling I think there's some funny pictures where I'm like lying (laughs) on the floor (laughs) because that's where I get my work done whenever I lie on the floor it's like business time with my laptop it's on time that's it Um, lying on the floor you've got lolly holding lolly sometimes we'll take shifts I'll go to sleep you'll go to sleep yeah Um, remember when we spoke to Ray J Mm. And Ray J was like, I don't sleep. I said, He's like, what? I don't sleep, man. <laughs> and I was like, but he, had, and then he admitted, actually, it's not good. It's not good. So it, it's great to, we were speaking to all of these leading people. They also know what they need to do to change. Today we're going to be talking to author Bolasol. To talk about how you manage other people's expectations of you and your professional journey. Yeah, we're really, really excited to chat to Bola. I personally have been a big fan of Bola's work for a very long time. She spoke at our 20, I think it was 2019 UK Black Business Show. And she's just really an expert on a number of different things, whether it's fashion, whether it's finance, whether it's, you know, woman empowerment. There's so much that, you know, Bola can teach and that we can learn from her. So just a bit about Bola Sol. So Bola Sol is a mathematics and finance graduate who found passion in women coming together to discuss money matters. She created the platform Refined Currency in 2015 and its sister company, Rich Girl Chronicles. She has been featured on the BBC, The Financial Times, thanks to Black Ballad, The Telegraph, The Guardian, BET, thanks to UK BBS, <laughs> Stylist Magazine and Refinery29. Through one conversation at a time, she wants to help build more financial confidence in everyone, but women especially. What do, what do you think about the bio? I don't always take it in, but I think this is one of the times that I've definitely taken it in a bit more. And I'm very grateful because I think I know a younger version of me would have begged for those opportunities. So this is just such a great reminder to be grateful always. But you know what as well? There's more accolades that are missing from there because I've seen <laughs> you on some other places. So that's actually a toned down version. Brilliant. I love it, man. There's more, but uh, those are, the, do you know what? Those are the ones that for, for now I mentioned, you know, I've I've worked with Galdem and Guap as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just as important to mention um, should I say the black companies as much as I mentioned some of the um, ones that are maybe more prominent or more known internationally because mm. I see 
some of those companies get in on that level as well. And, you know, as I said, um, been featured on BET, thanks to UK BBS, been featured on the Financial Times, thanks to Black Ballad. The reason I make a note of that is because we cannot get there alone. And I think it's nice to be able to call off all these names, but almost every single time I've had an opportunity, it has been because of a Black person. And I feel like that's really important. I was going to say, I love that about your bio. You know, you could just literally just say, yeah, I've done this, I've done that. And there actually wouldn't be anything wrong with that. But the fact that you call out who helped you get there or, you know, how the link was made speaks to the kind of person you are. It just puts a spotlight on the fact that as we continue to help one another in the community, this is how we start to open more doors Mm -hmm. for one another. So I'm also a big fan of you both, how you... Yeah, you know, how you handle your business, how well you've done with your book, you know, how you raise your family, honestly, in all aspects. I think both of you are inspiration as well. Well, like today is all about Bola. I'm okay. Blushing, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kick off with some nice little icebreaker questions. Festivals or concerts? I'm gonna say concerts because festivals can give you a range of energies but if you're going to a concert usually it's for a particular um, act a particular person so you have an expectation whereas with a festival it can take you through various highs and lows I hear that what's the best concert you've been to? I have to say and I feel like it's easily known it's Beyonce (laughs) yeah I I had a feeling do you know what people when I hear like people who've gone to a Beyonce concert I haven't um, but I did watch Homecoming. The energy. She's a performer. Yeah. yeah. She's a, and that is it. She's a performer. And one of the things that I always respect her for is she has amassed all the accolades, and but she performs every time. Every time mm-hmm. that she's in a movie, she gives her best energy. And I think that's what I respect. I think one time I watched a show where she basically before she started she said you know no matter what's going on in your job if your relationship's not working well if you're like she didn't say if your bank balance is low but she was just mm-hmm. like you know if you're having money problems and stuff like that she was like for the next two hours you gonna forget all of that and she was like one two Aww. three go and i just thought that's <laughs> a powerful thing to be able to say for two for two hours i'm gonna entertain you so much that you are gonna forget all your problems In your opinion, would you say an expensive designer bag is an investment or a nice to have? I'd say unless it's a Birkin or a very rare type of designer bag, it's a nice to have. I don't think most designer bags have the investment value that people place on it. What's the biggest purchase that you've ever made that's not a car or a house? Ooh, trick question. (laughs) Okay, so something I bought myself that was just a treat for myself that I think was what I would deem quite expensive as a pair of Louis Vuitton trainers. Nice. Yeah, so I wear it every now and again, but um, I just, I saw it on a lady and I... And I don't really care for designer enough, you know. It's all about quality for me, not necessarily where it's from. And I was just like, your trainers are so nice. Where are they from? She had Louis Vuitton. And I just remember, I thought, Bola, are you okay with spending that type of money? But I literally had to tell myself, you you need to enjoy your money as well. It can't always be kind of saving, saving, saving for a rainy day. I was like, okay, now you've done all of that. 
are you happy to spend a bit of your money so it took me three months to muster up the courage but then i bought them <laughs> i've been trying to tell up to let me enjoy no by all means enjoy but you know what it is i feel like like coming out of uni i was in a good kind of career mm. but i'm the kind of person honestly i was driving my course for god knows how long like i had money to get a new car but that just wasn't a priority for me Okay, dokes so we're gonna get into it now i think we've relaxed tell us a bit about the work that you do like how would you describe um your work i would say i'm a finance coach and I deliver workshops to small companies as well as international brands. I also do finance coaching on a one-to-one basis and group basis. What was your passion for kind of focusing on finance? Because to be honest, I feel like being Nigerian like us, often there are certain career paths that our family or our parents, you know, expect of us. Finance and business, I would say, being one of them. But for you, how did you kind of find this path? I would definitely say that the word advice can be such a tricky one. I more say like I give information, but I'm going to get get into that. So I, when I studied maths and finance, I found that I was starting to have conversations with some friends about finances in general and investments. And I somewhat felt it was going over their head. And it made me realise how much the conversation is not had. I looked into potentially becoming a financial advisor. But thing is, to be a financial advisor, it's usually you giving advice on investments. And from where I come from in my community, in order for you to even start with investments, a lot of financial advisors prefer you to start with about six figures. So a minimum of like a hundred thousand. And I felt it was honest in saying, I don't feel like many people in my community have that. What we need right now is a better foundation before we can go on to the financial advisor. So I love that my financial advisor is black. And I said to him, how many customers do you usually have that are black? And he says around three to 5%. And one of the things I've realized is, is you can't walk until you crawl. So me becoming a financial coach, it was very much intentional that let's build that foundation of understanding how debt works and, you know, good debt versus bad debt. Let's understand our credit. Let's understand why it's important to save and have an emergency fund and budget so that when it's our time for, God willing, many of us to be on six figures and we're looking at investments, then we can elevate together. So I've always said I'm happy to be part of the foundational step. I think it would be any parents, especially Nigerian parents, to, to pray for their child to be known for money. <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? Like, you're actually known for they money. know you for your wealth. Yeah, <laughs> that's what <so dope. laughs> Well, my name, Mobology, actually means um, born into wealth. And girl, was it prophetic. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Why do you think it's important for Black people to have understanding on their finances? A lot of our parents came to this country and they were they, they were first in this country. Their parents um, were back home, so Africa or the West Indies. And I think one of the things that we've realised is, OK, some of us are getting student loans where some people it's getting paid for. Some people are inheriting businesses and homes and things like that. And we don't have that pass down here. So I think it's important for black people to create that setup for ourselves, really. So for whatever we didn't have, we're able to build that for the future. I feel like a lot of what I do isn't necessarily just for us. 
it's for our children and our children's children. I remember one time being on a train and I saw a boy, he was about 13 and he was with his friend and he was looking at a credit card deal or something. And he said to his friend, look at the APR on that. That's rubbish. This is why. And he started doing the calculation. And I thought, how cool is that? That you know, you, you know, your family have taught you or your community have taught you that that is a bad deal from a young age. So you know straight away. And I said, that is what I want for our community so that we can make better decisions. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Doing the kind of work that you do, I'm sure you go out and about, you might be in the most random places and people come up to you for advice and be like, voila, let me just chat to you about this. I'm not going to lie. I see it happen with Raph. Like we could be out at a party, just chilling. Yes. Then somebody's coming to come and do business talk. Like I'm sure like people come and talk to you about finances and money in the, in the strangest kind of places. I think the oddest one was going to Accra, Ghana in 2018, I believe. And having someone, as soon as I land the first party I go to, be like, Bola, I'm going to come and talk to you about money. And I was like, no. Oh <laughs> I'm like, first of all, I'm Nigerian. I'm in Ghana. Like, I'm here to, I was here for a bit of business as well, but I was really there to relax. So I just felt like it, it just wasn't the place. But one of the things that I guess both of you will know is you get to see yourself every day and people don't. So people are going to take that one opportunity, irrespective of whether or not it's convenient. But it's sometimes up to us to set boundaries and be like, this is not the time or the place. <laughs> I feel like for entrepreneurs, it's really important to get that balance between working, but also having time to have a pause and have a break. And part of having a pause and a break is not having to talk about what you do mm. all the time when you're out on social events or just chilling. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you navigate those kind of encounters? My heart goes out to almost everyone, much to my annoyance. <laughs> so I'm... And they're thinking, okay, let me give them some tips. But then I might just say, look, I'm I'm having dinner or I'm with my friends right now. I'm with my family. So um, I say, send me an email. And nine out of 10 times, nobody does. And I find that most times some people just want reassurance. And I think that's such a blessing. What's one thing you wish, you know, people would start or stop doing in terms of like financial literacy? 
I wish they would stop using buy now, pay later schemes for things that things that are not important. And I straight away what comes to mind is things like clothes. And also I wish students would stop getting cars on leases and on PCP. A lot of students are doing that at the moment, buying Range Rovers, C-classes. And while maybe your student loan can cover the cost right now, there are life costs that you can't imagine that will come in summer. You potentially looking for a job. You don't want to start your career um, thinking about, oh, you have you have to cover the cost of a car that, in my opinion, you don't need to be having before a certain age. Because if you have, for example, the Range Rover now, what will you have when you get to a pinnacle in your life? And I wish people... Um, I wish people would start believing that there is more money out there. Because I think at times I know it's like I speak to women especially and I say, you know, how much do you need? I say, oh, I don't need to make a lot of money. I'm fine. And I say, well, you say that you're not married. You don't have kids yet. You know, you, maybe your kids want you want to put your kids in the best school or you want them to go to a good university. You want to think about retirement. You want to help someone in your family. And that's when you're you're going to think about your money options. So I just say just now for the sake of it, start realising that there's more money available to you than you think. You know, I, I agree with that a lot because I think I think it was yourself, actually, when we was like dating from young, you kind of opened my eyes to like kind of bigger salaries and things like that. I thought my salary was decent at one point and then I was like, no. <laughs> um, because you obviously you was working for JP Morgan at that time. But it, it opened my mind to be like, oh, there's more money out there just in terms of just working. I think what <laughs> I think what I what I came to understand in the corporate world is sometimes as black people, or depending on like what background and experience you have, you know, people will celebrate certain milestones, but actually there are higher heights that you can reach. And so it's not kind of I think it's important to not just be comfortable when you get to mm-hmm. a certain level, but you think actually, where that's can I go next? next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not about you being like it's not a matter of, oh, I'm not content. Mm. It's not a matter of, I don't appreciate where I'm at. It's just, let me continue to have a bigger vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as you have a vision that's, you know, bigger, when you push yourself, then you'll realise you can achieve a lot more and probably in a shorter time than, than you would imagine. I think from like a financial advice standpoint, do, would you say you follow your own advice? Because I know you said you enjoy eating out right now. <laughs> So even though there's rice at home, but like mm-hmm. you've been going outside. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, sorry, just to point back as well. Yeah, I have to say, because uh, we, we always have to legally be very careful of financial advice that is financial mm-hmm. information. But um, in all honesty, I would say about 90% of the time I follow what I say. But sometimes 10% I don't. And um, I give that leeway. But uh, if I am eating out more, then it it usually is incorporated into my budget. When you think about like over the years, how would you say your relationship with managing your resources have changed? I think it's become harder to budget because there's more variables at hand. I found that I was excellent with money during uni up until I finished. I came out of uni and I was like, everybody's using an overdraft. Why? (laughs) I didn't understand it. Whereas, and then I decided to get an overdraft and decided to start using credit, which I wouldn't say was a mistake, but I don't use it anymore, really. Like, not necessarily credit, but I don't use my overdraft and things like that. So I think it was a good learning experience. But 
I find my relationship with money has matured a lot in the sense where I don't see one particular position as dire anymore. My my I tell myself, right, how can I get to this optimum? If this is the space I want to be in, how can I get there? What are some of the misconceptions you, you think, you know, people have about the field that you're in? A lot of people said this about my book, How to Save It. I think people think that in order to talk about money, you have to be rich. Yes, this is true. Okay. I agree. Yeah. You know, people think that, you know, I have to say, here's how I make six figures or seven figures. And then you're going to follow that. But I say, no, you have to sometimes follow people from from the ground up as opposed to that. Because I see some content creators online and when some of them talk about finance, I find it really hard to relate because of the level that they're at in comparison to me. So I was just like, okay, I'm basically your girl next door, Bola, talking about finance. I'm probably on a very similar income to you. Let's talk about how we're managing it together. But I think that's such a great point that actually people start to have this kind of expectation that if you talk about money, then you have to be a millionaire. You can't talk about it if you don't have so much but actually you might just have like a decent amount, but you know how to manage it effectively. But I feel like at the end of the day, if you have an experience in a particular area and you're knowledgeable on it, then you can share your experience. You can share like what's worked for you and what hasn't worked for you. And people can learn from that. Have you ever felt that, you know, you were being positioned in a way that wasn't, you know, correct or representative of the work that you're actually doing? Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't like to be mistaken for an influencer. And that's no disrespect to anyone who is an influencer or, or who, um, yeah, there's no disrespect to them. But I'm like, first of all, I'm a finance coach and I create financial content. So I'm a content creator as well. But I think it's, yeah, I think differentiation is important and it's very key not to stick everybody under the same the same umbrella. You know, I think as well, entrepreneur is a great title but just almost a very easy one to give and it's key in my opinion that we learn to define ourselves for ourselves exactly well just to bring it back to the book you know what does twice as hard mean to you do you have any memories of it you know how did it inform your experience as a finance coach in the work you do it was such a reminder that in a solemn way I am not alone in the struggle and that is one of the things that keeps me going because there are times when I question if I'm being overlooked as a result of being black and knowing that I can turn to my left or right and speak to my peers is what makes it not feel as hard, in all honesty. Um, so your book is a, is a wonderful reminder of in my eyes, community success. And I love I love the title Twice As Hard. Sometimes it feels more than twice. <laughs> it, it feels like it's uh, a, a bit more than that. But as I said, when we come together, it, it just feels like anything is possible. I want to say thank you to you both because in all honesty, and I think this isn't spoken about enough, but I think there was a time where I was just like, I don't know if I want to keep doing all of this. You know, you put me as an entrepreneur to watch. I think that was one of the moments I was just like, oh God, like, what am I supposed to do? I feel like every time I try to leave, something calls me back. 
And that was one of the moments where I felt um, called back and led back. And God's like, oh, I'm not done with you yet on this. And oh, I appreciate that. That's so lovely. We love you. We love we you. We do Mia. love you. Actually, <laughs> no, actually, I love you too. Next, I love you too. <laughs> the next time I see you at an event, I'm going to come to you and ask you to coach me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say about money. I was I, like, I what? See, yeah, Haven't no, you been listening? No, yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got, like, like, I've got this situation going on. Can you um, give me oh some advice? Gosh, I'll be like, let's go to dinner. Let's go to dinner. <laughs> this session was incredible. Yeah. I loved so much that Bola gave us um, just on, you know, expectations, how she deals with people who have the expectation of her, you know, being the guru and feeling that she has to answer at, you know, every social event. I loved how she ended with what Twice As Hard meant to her mm -hmm. as well. She's such an expert in her field, um, finance to, you know, woman empowerment. And you can see that in just the way she speaks as well. I love that she's relatable. Mm. I think that's one thing I took from just like speaking to her and there's a lot of things I feel like that she said that kind of tie into some of the values that I have or just the way I view things and I also love you know the fact that she is an advocate for there being rice at home mm -hmm. but also enjoys like working hard and goes out to eat and those things I think it's really important to have the balance and that she practices you know what she preaches in a sense that she's a coach and the coaching she gives is the kind of coaching she would adopt as well um which i think is super important if you're going to put yourself in a position where people kind of do come to you for guidance if you could say there was one thing you took from chatting to bola what would that be always remember you know people have helped you on your journey mm. um you know, no one has made it to the top by themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's always important to, you know, appreciate others, thank them. That that was a key takeaway from me, yeah. um, as well as so many others, but that really kind of stood out from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. For me, it's just the fact that she kind of found her passion quite early, I would say. Mm. And I just love that she's recognised that actually, I don't want to just build my knowledge, on finance or how to kind of build wealth for myself as much as I can give and share that knowledge I would love to do that and I think you can see that come out in in the work that she does as a coach and in the platforms that she's created to give people access to to the knowledge that she's building so I think I, I really love that. I think there's just so much financial knowledge learning from early you know some of the things that yeah. she mentioned having that knowledge seeking out the knowledge more really as well as a community we could do better but also yeah my, myself personally what about yourself do you know what it was funny i feel like a lot of the things she was talking about i could identify with yeah, because you, you i think from a very very young age i was working and i was really aware of like finances the, the importance of saving and so actually there was a lot that kind of resonated with me like i could agree with um, as opposed to things that I would like do differently. But I think if anything, it was more kind of educating myself from an even earlier age on like finances. And so moving forward, I'll definitely say I'll be hitting up her Insta page, you know, watching her show that's coming out um, and definitely, you know, sharing so others can get that kind of insight and knowledge. 100%. Thanks so much to Bola Soul. 
On next week's show, we have music curator Adem Holness. And remember, don't let fear stop you from pursuing your goals. You've got this, baby. See you next week. This is the Twice As Hard podcast from Storyglass. Your hosts were me, Raphael Sofaluk. And me, Opiemi Sofaluk. The producer is Nicole Logan and executive producer is Alex Hollands. Production support from Tolly Mags and production management from Kerry Luter. Our show opener and episode mixing is done by Charlie Brandon King. Special thanks to the team at Spiritland Studios and to all our lovely guests. Twice as Hard, the book, is published by DK and available from all good bookstores now. If you like the podcast, please let us know by rating us and leaving a review. We know everyone says this, but it really does make a difference when it comes to people finding out about the podcast. Also, like, share amongst your community and the big one, subscribe. We'll see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.